You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Happy, happy new year. Cheers to 2024. I hope your year is off to a fantastic start. This is part two of our New Year's series where we are chatting all about creating the life you want in 2024 and beyond. In the last episode, you heard clips on how to think and grow rich with James Whitaker, how to manifest your dream home with JJ Flazanes, how to create your future with vision boards with Sarah Centrella, the divine prayer that you can use to call in true love with Josh Trent, and how to build an abundant business with Lynn Taggart. So I hope those stories inspired you as much as they inspire me. And if you are ready to create the life you desire and ready to crush your goals in 2024, this series is for you because today we're chatting with Jason Robel. We're going to talk about manifesting and the truth about the secret and what it got wrong and what it got right. We're going to talk to Katie Kremitzos about how guided meditation really helps you tune in so you can trust your intuition. And then finally, we're talking to John Lee Dumas about how to reach your goal in 100 days. And I bet you could do it in even less Food Heals Nation if you tried. But we're talking about how to achieve a goal in 100 days. Now, I shared this last time, but for me, I need to hear things, say things, write things, practice things over and over again. So I'm going to share it again. My personal formula for creating the life that I want or bringing something in, attracting something to me while also taking action steps towards it, right? Here's the formula. Appreciate, believe, take action, receive. Appreciate, believe, take action, receive. I like how it rhymes, okay? I made it up, but it's based on all the things that I've learned from amazing people on this show, right? So first we have appreciation. We have to get into appreciating what we do have in the present moment, not sitting there thinking about, oh, I don't have this and feeling like the lack of the thing, we have to be in appreciation. So I know it's hard to pretend you have the thing that you don't have, but what do you have? We have to appreciate the abundance around us, and that sets the foundation for welcoming more abundance into our lives. So right now, I appreciate this microphone that allows me to speak to you, right? What can you appreciate in your life right now? I always start with my dog because it's so easy to get me into appreciation when I just think about Lily, right? So what what is that thing that can get you into appreciation? The next is believe. Belief is the first building block of creating the life that we crave. We have to believe it's possible. We have to believe that we can have it. We have to believe that it's possible for us, that we can have what it is that we desire, that we deserve what it is that we desire. And so sometimes if we're feeling undeserving, we're blocking that from coming in. So we have to dissolve the blocks that hold us back from believing There's lots of tools we can talk about. I talked about this two episodes ago, one of my favorite, write and burn. Whatever that is for you, it can be therapy. 
It can be music. It can be meditation. It can be church. Whatever it is that helps you with that letting go process, letting go of the past. We're in 2024. We are in the present moment right now. We only have this moment. We don't have the past. The past is the past. We don't have to hold on to it. There's nothing there for us. All we have is this moment. And from this moment, I believe that the future is unlimited. I can create anything I desire, right? There's no reason why I can't. So believing is step number two. Then of course, taking action. My favorite, I've shared with you that one of my favorite things to do is cross that that thing off the to-do list. It gives me so much joy and satisfaction. I don't know about you, but that's one of my things. So of course, we've got to appreciate and believe but we still have to take those action steps towards our goals. So if you just take one mini minuscule step every day, your success is inevitable. Dreams thrive on action. So we've got to take those tangible steps towards our goals. And that becomes the bridge that connects us from going, "Mm, I want to manifest this to actually having it appear in our reality because we took those action steps, right? And then the next part is the best part, to receive and relax with an inner knowing that we will now receive because we put in the work. It's now ours. It's only a matter of time. We're going to receive that thing that we prayed for, that we took action steps towards, this or something better. That's what we always say. This or something better for the highest good of all concerned, just in case the thing that you are praying for or manifesting or working towards isn't in your higher good. What if there is something even better, right? So as you're working on all the things you want to create and all the things you want to receive and all the things you want to be, say this or something better for the highest good of all concerned. This paves the way for not only what it is we want, but also unexpected blessings. And it also blocks anything that's not meant for us from coming in, right? So appreciate, believe, take action, receive. All right, let's dive right in so we can all be inspired with these stories to make 2024 the best freaking year yet. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. What we put into our bodies, not just the food, but nourishment is in so many forms. It's the thoughts we think. It's the people we surround ourselves with. And one of the biggest challenges that I've had in my life, and I think a lot of people I know sometimes struggle with, is if you have history with someone, even if you know it's in a toxic framework, especially if it's family or a relationship or a lover, it can be hard to let that person go. But, you know, the Greeks have this phrase, the ancient Greeks had this this phrase called ketesis. And ketesis was their way of explaining that if you don't take positive action in your life to make a change, the universe will act on your behalf, sometimes with less than pleasing results. Mm. Oh, that's happened to me. So it's like (laughs) when you know you have to make a choice, right? You let go of a relationship or you leave your job or there's something you know in your gut just is off in your life. And the onus is on you, right, as Mm -hmm. a conscious person to go like, okay, I can either ignore this or act on my intuition. Well, if you ignore it, universe swoops in and sometimes not the result you hope for in the best capacity. Mm-hmm. So that's, ketesis is, is an interesting thing to keep in mind. So I just, I'm saying this as a re- reminder to myself right now, there's a few things in my life that are going on that are a little unsettling and I got to let them go. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to be said for letting go. And I remember when the movie The Secret came out, mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, The Secret. Oprah's like, The Secret. <laughs> I love it when you impersonate Oprah. Please do that again. Yeah, did do she? Again. I've never secret. seen her sing like that. <laughs> But the point is, is that all these things came out and, you know, it was like this movement, everyone's doing the secret. And then a lot of people basically tried it and they said, well, this doesn't work. And it's because of the principle you're saying right now. It's working whether you believe in it or not. It's are you putting the intentions out there for it to work, whatever it's whatever you want to call it, the universe, the secret energy. Or are you putting something out that is going to make make you go to the next level? And are, what decisions are you making? Mm-hmm. And so I think that it was interesting because she made it this like this thing, yeah. and it catapulted into popular culture, and then it kind of went away. And well, it's on a lot of websites now. It's like are, you know about the secret, but you don't know why it's not working. Like it's like <laughs> the next. It's like the it's like the follow up. It's, it's a like marketer's the, dream. It's a marketer's dream. It's like oh, you're doing it wrong. Right. You didn't know, but you're doing it wrong. There's, there's something, you're missing the secret ingredient. I think I know what one of those secret ingredients is for me. Nutmeg? <laughs> no, but you know an interesting thing about nutmeg? <laughs> we're going to get, by the way, we're going to get super tangential. So a lot of the jazz musicians in the, the New York scene in the 30s and 40s and 50s would actually smoke and snort nutmeg because if you actually ingest it in that manner, in a copious enough amount, you get high as shit. Huh. Wow. I've never done it. I mean, you would think, well, the chef has done it. Yeah. I haven't, but apparently you get, re- like, it has opiate effects. Okay, so on the so next So nutmeg, show. everyone. Nutmeg. Not, <laughs> not just for holiday meg. recipes. <laughs> I think not I just have for some. Should we do some experiments? We can do some lines. You want to do some? I mean, we are <laughs> I would, in LA. I would imagine that it would burn. Well, I've snorted nutmeg? maca before, and okay. maca burns real bad. But you get a lot of energy from snorting maca. Is this healthy? I mean, I'm here with you now, aren't I? Because <laughs> I'm kind of into it's, it. I, don't know. I mean, listen, you know, it's you. You try different forms of things to see how they affect you, and I've I've snorted maca several times, and you feel it burns a lot for like 30 seconds, and then you have a real kick of energy. What is maca usually used for? In case people don't know, so maca powder is a it's a, a tuberous root that's grown down in um, Central and South America. People generally use it for uh, its adaptogenic benefits, which means it has an intelligence to it where it can regulate your hormone levels. Um, so let's say you need a little boost of testosterone. It'll help you do that. Wow. Maybe you need like estrogen or progesterone to like come in a little bit too. So there's an, there's an intelligence with any kind of adaptogenic plant. There's just a, a, a higher, higher utilization it has. So for me, I like to use maca, but you can plateau with maca real quick. So if I'm going to do it, I might do say five days on, two days off. Snorting or, 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 or no, do- putting it in a smoothie. Okay. Yeah, I, if it's, I, don't, just, I had to. I ask. mean, look, you know, when you have nostrils this big, they got to be used for something good. They're not that big. It's, they are. Listen, my girlfriend in high school, my last girlfriend in high school, used to call me Pumbaa from The Lion King. So <laughs> yeah. I would never. She's think dead that to me ever. now. She's dead she's to me, dead. Now. and she's actually dead because I put a hit on her because I was so scarred. Nah, anyway, he's so gangster. Anyway, straight out of Detroit. Straight, straight, out, straight out, of de- out of Detroit. Detroit. I was going to say Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, there was another point I had besides the maca snorting or um, the nutmeg. Oh, yeah, shoot. before we got to that tangential. Be- after the secret. Oh yes. yes. The, the, oh yes. We jumped. What is the missing? Do you know element? what the missing element of the secret is? Join my e course now, and I'll tell you. You do voiceover, don't you? I do. <laughs> so does she. You guys are in trouble. Battle so, of the voiceover artist. So here's what here's what I've experienced. And I'll give you a direct example as recently as last summer. Um, 
I was hardcore manifesting on my book deal. And I had a very specific number that I wanted for my advance. I had a very specific publisher in mind. And every single day for at least a half hour to an hour, I would just meditate hardcore on this. I mean, obsessively. Good for you. It didn't happen though. <laughs> it didn't happen though. It didn't you didn't happen. get the number because you got the book deal. I didn't. Well, I I got the book deal, but I didn't get the number and I didn't get the, the publisher. publisher. Okay. So what I learned was there was an element of me that didn't believe that was possible. Not the publisher, the number. Mm. The number was so high that there was a part of me that didn't believe it. And I reflect back on it that I was doing the work to meditate on it. And I was saying my mantras, my prosperity mantras around the specificity of this. Very specific number, very specific publisher. Mm -hmm. Neither one happened in the way that I had intended or spent months manifesting. But that's because there was a part of me that didn't believe I was actually going to get that number. Yeah, you have So you to, think that's the missing ingredient? Well, that you have to not believe. the one of them, yes. Because if you don't listen, if, if I'll give you an example. Like, I'm going to get a $500,000 book advance with Clarkson Potter. That's what it was, right? Half a million dollar advance. Going to get this shit. I deserve it. I busted my ass. I've put the years in, 10 years in this industry. First vegan chef ever with a TV show. Not in an egotistical way, just saying like, I'm a badass. I deserve this. Hell yeah. I'm going to do this, right? Just like for, ferocious manifestation. But there was a part of me that, if I look back, didn't actually believe I could get a check for $500,000. There was a part of me that didn't feel worthy enough. It was like the ego was trying to overcompensate for my lack of self-worth by like almost like— Being aggressive? Being aggressively manifesting Mm -hmm. instead of trusting, like, I'm going to get this. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to get this. Like, it was almost like an agro-testosterone-filled manifestation. And there was so much pushing for it that I feel like I pushed it away. Well, what's the balance? So, because they always talk about, there's the part of the, you know, people that talk about surrendering, right? Mm-hmm. And like the letting go. Letting go. And letting versus it. the man, active manifesting, asking for what you want, believing that it can happen. What's the balance? You know, it's a great question. I, I wonder about this myself because I often question how specifically do we want to manifest things? You know, a relationship example would be, you know, I'd love to date a vegan woman who's five foot nine or five foot 10. I like them tall, long brunette hair. Um, She's a 34C. She smells like lilac. She's a great Thai cook. I mean, we can get like crazy specific. Mm -hmm. But then if that doesn't person show up, if that person doesn't show up, do I allow myself to get disappointed or angry at the universe? Or do I say, Maybe all of these little minute details aren't really important. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to think more in a macro sense of, okay, this person is emotionally available. Mm -hmm. They're compassionate. Mm -hmm. They're loving. They're an artist. um, They're in touch with their feelings. They're a great chef. And I found that for me, there's a balance of the macro and the micro here. If I get too specific in my manifestations, I find that it rarely shows up with such specificity for me. Mm -hmm. I find that if I hang back, and I let go of those minute details that honestly don't really matter. Yeah. And I think about what really matters in my heart. Yeah. That stuff does show up. And perfect example, I did get a book deal. I got a good advance. I got a great publisher. But once I let go and allowed like myself to go through that disappointment, then the right one showed up. Yeah. 
That's what I was going to argue because sometimes it's like that, what's that Garth Brooks songs? Like there's, it's about unanswered prayers. And the point is, is like, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. And the truth is, is that I learned that lesson a while ago, Jason, as well, praying and manifesting that I would get my dad to get healthy. And that just wasn't in the cards. That just wasn't going to happen. And so now when I meditate, when I (laughs) meditate or manifest, I ask this or something better for everyone concerned, because I may not know what's best for me, even though I want it. I want it harder and more than anything. And it might be that, I don't know, Jason, you have to get a different book deal in order to get the $500,000 next book deal, Mm -hmm. but you had to go through this process to learn something. I have no idea. But asking for this or something greater is the best way I've personally found to manifest. Because you're right, you're not going to get all that specificity in what you ask for, but you'll get a lot of it. If you're very specific, yeah, you may not get all of it, but there's a reason for that. And you may not know that reason at the time, right? There's an amazing image that comes to mind when, when you gave that example. And I, I love in your meditation and, and, you know, what you're asking for, this or something greater for the benefit of all involved. There was a, um, on, um, Stephen Curry's this NBA basketball player on the Golden State Warriors. And, um, he's got a really cool Instagram feed as does his wife. And his wife posted an image a couple weeks back. Of um, and I'm not a hardcore religious person. I'm very spiritual, but but she posted this incredible image of uh, about trust and believing in in the power of something greater than you and mm-hmm. the connection to divine source. And there was this image of um, this little girl who had this little teddy bear, this raggedy teddy bear behind, or she was holding in front of her, and um, uh, Jesus was in front of her with this. He had this giant teddy bear behind his back, right? <laughs> and the caption under the image of of this was. But, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give him up. And he's like, just trust me. Mm. And here it is. Like, she's got this raggedy old teddy bear. And, you know, Jesus is holding this humongous teddy bear behind him. Yeah, let go of this. And that's such a thing of life of just let go. Yeah. Let go and trust that something greater is waiting for you. Right? Because it's it's like, um, it's just, I I don't know. I feel like trust is the big thing right now for Mm -hmm. so many people. It's huge for me. I feel like that's one of the main lessons of this lifetime for myself that I find that I, it's like hitting my head up against a wall. It's, and I know it, I know what I, I'm like, this is my, le- this is one of my great lessons. I know it consciously. I actively am aware of it and try to release on it, but it is, it is a challenge. I find it to be a big challenge. What makes it challenging for you to trust? Like what gets in the way of that? Or what do you, what do you, what because do you Because I've had trust? experiences where I felt like it's just, I've just felt let down by the universe, by God, by, by, you know, I thought I had trust and then these things happened. And then I thought, well, fuck. <laughs> and not that I could, and not that I could have stopped them myself. I'm one individual. I'm one woman. But it, it's almost, it's almost childlike for me. It's almost like when I was little, I used to cross my, when I was mad, I crossed my arms and stamp my foot. And it's almost like. I'm pretty sure I still do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good good move. It's a good move. Um, Yeah. I don't, I I don't know. It's, it runs deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the Slovakian scowl. Because because the way you, you you did it right there, just like, you just, it came out. Yeah. I think that's all of our life's work though, is the conditioning and the belief systems and these programs that got installed in us in our youth. I mean, this is, I feel it's a lifelong endeavor to become more conscious to what those programs and patterns are and ask ourselves, honestly, are they serving us anymore? You and know, they're so hard to come to that realization of like, oh, I was not aware of this. 
and then the choice to let it go or keep it in your life. Well, and it's completely empowering once you realize what your stuff is, yeah. what you're holding on to that you don't even you didn't even know you were, you know, acting out in your current life. Something from childhood, you're currently acting out with your spouse, you know, and once you realize that you're completely empowered to change it. And that can transform your present. When you work on the past, it transforms your present. When you work on your issues, it transforms everything. Yeah. So it's so empowering. It's so exciting. When I discover something I'm doing, I'm like I'm not mad. I'm like, yes, <laughs> now I can change this. Totally. <laughs> all right. To listen to the full episode with Jason Robel, go all the way back to episode 15 of Food Heals. Next up, we're talking with Katie Kremitzos about how guided meditation helps us trust our intuition. Roll it, Roxy. In a simple statement, I would say meditation is the practice of pausing. And what I mean by that is that you're, uh, you're right, like that, that image that you have of like sitting quietly uninterrupted on the mountaintop with the water streaming in back, like, oh, yeah. that's how I'm supposed to be on my meditation pillow with incense burning every morning at 5 a.m. for an hour. Like, A, that ain't me. B, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, that, that's not, that's not real, you know. Um, your brain's job is to create thoughts. And there's no such mm. thing called meditation stops your brain. Like that that doesn't exist. I think that that's a huge myth and misconception. Well, meditation does this practice of pausing is it allows us to eventually separate ourselves, our true deep soulful selves from this thinking mind. And it's not that the thinking mind is bad or wrong or all ego and all bad. It's not that at all. It's absolutely a part of us. But oftentimes, this thinking mind, you know, that's constantly roaming and ranging and spiraling and swirling with thoughts can pretend that it is us. And it's actually not us. It's part of us, but it's not us. So the practice of meditation is an opportunity for us to practice being in the pause. And so there are very practical ways of, of doing this, meaning like just really noticing your breath. The most common way of practicing this is, is really bringing yourself to breath and following and kind of coming into a very visceral physical experience rather than being in your head. So, you know, so many of my meditations are about um, calling your attention to the rhythm of your breathing, asking you to slow down, being aware of your body. And in doing this, we can start really connecting, kind of separating from those thoughts and allowing them to sort of rule us and tell us who we are and are we good? Are we bad? What are we having for dinner? What's the, what is the organization of the day, right? Like, so we start really separating from that. And in that separation, a space is created, this quiet. And in that quiet, that quiet is really like the portal into our deepest selves. And that's where that voice is. That's where our true selves are talking to us. That's where we find answers that we often are looking for on the outside of us, but they're all in here. So, so truly, the, this practice can happen in a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to happen perfectly for an hour on your meditation pillow every, every morning at 5 a.m. It, it can, but it doesn't have to. It can, it can be a walk in nature. 
You know, I find a, I do a lot of meditating in, in nature, not, you know, I'm not sitting down, you know, with my fingers touching, sitting cross-legged, you know, like a beautiful picture would, would make it seem, but like, I'm just going on a walk in nature and becoming aware of, you know, the water around me, the birds that are moving, the leaves that are swaying, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, you can do this by just taking a break from work and just, choosing to kind of close your eyes and take 10 deep breaths. Uh, I call them little mini moments of mindfulness where mm. instead of thinking of a meditation as like this thing you have to do and cross off your list, right? So instead of that, it's like, no, how can I sort of sprinkle in or incorporate this these mini moments of mindfulness into my day? And really what it is is stopping, separating yourself from your thoughts and instead coming into the present moment to notice what is it's not adding a to-do list item. It's just noticing what is. So you're in your shower. And instead of thinking of all the things that you need to do for the day um, or, you know, contemplating, do I shave my legs? Do I not? Which is how a lot of my showers go. <laughs> um, you know, like it's instead shifting your attention to, you know, the actual feeling of the water dripping on your back you know, the, the gratitude that starts coming up for the fact that you are able and have the gift to take a shower on a regular basis. Um, and not everybody in the world has that. And, you know, the, the excitement of the day ahead of what's to come. So, uh, or, you know, another mini mo moment of mindfulness is, you know, either leaving your home or coming back from somewhere instead of immediately just like jumping out of the car, like putting the car in park, taking 10 deep breaths, like conscious breaths, meaning you are counting, breathing in, breathing out, and you're counting. And you would actually be amazed at how easy it is for our minds to get distracted that you don't actually get to 10. Like pretty soon you'll be like, oh my God, what number was I on? Because now my mind is going in all the directions, right? Right, right. So all of this to say, meditation is a practice of pausing for the benefit of connecting to our deep selves. And starting to recognize the distinction between the noise of the mind and the voice inside. That's really what I believe it is. That is so beautifully said. I need to like hear that five times and ingrain <laughs> it into myself. But yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I get it. And, you know, I think human nature makes our brains think. And I think most of us are very curious and we're also always searching for answers. But the problem is that we've been conditioned to seek outside of ourselves for answers. That's why Google is so popular. Right. That's why YouTube and social media, because we're always searching for answers. That's why all the ads that are targeted towards you on Instagram, Facebook, what have you, are work so well because they seek to answer a problem that you have been searching for the answer of. Now, can you find answers online for certain things? Sure. But like I have found myself in so many moments, oh, I can't sleep because I'm searching for this answer. And I have, and I grab for the phone. Mm. Like I'm going to find it on the phone. And I have to constantly mm. remind myself the answers are not inside the phone. The answers are within myself. So it's much better um, my time spent seeking for answers within, which means getting a little quiet, even if I'm listening to a guided meditation, mm -hmm. um, or listening to the sounds <clears throat> of nature when I'm on a walk, or listening to the shower as it hits the floor of the you know tub. When you literally can't be on your phone, that's like the only time you can't be on your phone mm -hmm. is when you're in the shower yeah. or maybe driving, but most people are on their phones I while know. they drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. 
I know. But it's like, that's when the downloads happen. That's when you get to that place that you just mentioned. That's when you can hear the inner voice that's always communicating with you. It's up to us to create the space to listen. And I hear when I'm not on the phone. I hear and receive when I am am in that state. But it doesn't mean that it takes me hours or days or mountaintops to get there. Now, sure, you can do cool, crazy adventures, meditation retreats, go for it. But just most people on your regular day-to-day, and you mentioned the to-do list, which is my favorite thing to make, okay? I love (laughs) a to-do list. And sometimes I stop the meditation to write down the to-dos because I know if I don't get them out of my head, I'm not going to get quiet. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. No shame because otherwise you are holding on to that place where you're like, I got to get this done and you don't close the loop of like, I think sometimes for me, it's more effective than going and getting something done just to write down that I need to get it done. Cause then it closes the loop of needing to write it down that I need to get it done. Like there's something to that. So if anyone can relate to that, you know, well, you bring you bring up a really good point that I want to make sure to address. There is a different, you know, this concept of we have all the answers inside of us. So that's so much easier said than, than embodied, right? Like, okay, well, what does that really mean? Right? Yeah. So it's all in the the ultimate intention and where the efforts for answer seeking are coming from. So Mm -hmm. this is a good distinction. There is absolutely nothing wrong with like going to Google and searching for, hey, I need, um, you know, what's the best podcast for health and wellness, right? I need to find that, right? And that's fine. Google's going to give you a ton. You know, Food Heals is, of course, going to be coming up soon that you should check out, right? And share with Better friends. Better be number one. <laughs> <laughs> My point being is that the the deeper question is, why are you searching for that? Is it because there's something inside of you telling you that you need some support, some help, some information? Or, are you, or is there something... Are, are you not going deep inside and you just are hearing that that's what you need and and that's sort of this general lesson that you're hearing you need this right um because you're not good enough you need this because you're not healthy enough you need this because you need to lose weight like why what are the deep intentions and the deep uh fuel firing those actions for searching for answers and so i tend to feel like I, I can hear this voice so stinking clearly now. It's hilarious. Like I will be laying in bed <laughs> and I will legit hear the voice that's like, get up and write right now, Katie. Get up. Wow. Yeah. And I'll be like, you know, I'm like, no, I don't want to. I'm tired. I am exhausted. But like <laughs> there, it's just like I've learned to listen to her. Get up and write. You've got something that needs to come out right now. And if you don't get up, it's gone. And sometimes I listen and sometimes I don't. But, it, you know, or it might be. Um, I'll give you this as a perfect, perfect example. So I am uh, changing my daughter's preschool, which is a really giant, big family life decision. Um, And, you know, there's a a lot of reasons behind this. And it's been my mommy gut has known for a couple of months now, like she's not at the right place. I don't know. There's just something off. And this voice literally just like hit me one day there. I was like, go look for another school. You can change schools. It's okay. Go change. Go look for other schools. And so, the, it's like that. Like, okay, that is the fire that is fueling my search for answers. I.e., my search for information really is probably the the distinction I want to make. There's a inside you'll find answers. Um, you know, outside you'll find information. So, I know the answer is she needs a change, 
I'm searching for information on where to now put her. And I'm sort of feeling into each of the places that I find, right? So that's just a little microscopic example of that. So I think it's listening to that voice and and allowing her to scream or whisper or however she's going to talk to you. Then, you know, just being aware of that and letting that guide you and lead you to finding what you need. Yeah. And I think that you get better at it over time. And so don't beat yourself up when you're like, I can't hear her. You're like, she's there. Mm -hmm. You will. Mm -hmm. Like, just give yourself a little grace um, because we uh, tend to, our ego tends to speak for her when we can't hear her. And so recognizing what is ego um, driving this, which ego is just there to protect you. Yeah. Um, thank, thank you for your service. Now let me get to the, you know, <laughs> intuition that wants to speak. Yeah. And so I just say that to, I think it's like, it's a practice, like yoga or exercise or anything that you consider a practice, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And um, the more refined your tools become and the more you discover how you like to quote unquote meditate or get there, because it's like, you can have so many different versions of this. Like, of course, um, one of my faves is laying in my bed, going to sleep or waking up to a lovely meditation. Um, but also like you can have a moving meditation like you talked about in nature or a shower meditation. Um, or for example, you can have a moving mantra, which yeah. can be super powerful. Like I remember when I um, did a half marathon and I was chanting at the last mile when I wanted to die because I'm not a runner. A marath- <laughs> I like running, but I'm not, I don't do it for time. I'm not talented. Like it's, it's just a thing I do to challenge myself, but it's not something that I'm, I consider myself good at. Like I have friends that are absolutely professional marathon runners and I am not one. So I just wanted to challenge myself a few years ago, did a half and the last mile I was chanting to myself to continue to uh, hype myself up change happens when the pain happens. Change happens when the pain happens because my legs hurt, my back hurt, my bra was too tight, all the things. I think that's a song. (laughs) 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 It's totally a song. Uh, But I had to remind myself that nothing changes mentally, physically, spiritually, unless we get a little uncomfortable. And so it's sometimes the quiet is uncomfortable. Mm. Sometimes the challenge we put ourselves through, like the running when I wanted to stop and walk and lay down and do nothing and go to sleep. Um, I had to get through that for my mindset to change that I'm capable of this. I'm absolutely capable of this. But I, there was a part of me that was like, girl, you can't do this. What are you doing? Stop. Right, right. <laughs> and then I had to do the moving mantra. So what are your thoughts on forms of meditation and figuring out what is best for us? What is your advice? So I kind of have have leaned into this, um, what I would consider sort of type of meditators. Uh, you know, one type is kind of the 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 day the daily dolly, right? Like she meditates every single day. She's incredibly structured. It's what she does. It's at a certain time every single day, and she has a certain way she does it. It's great. Works for her. Um, and then there's what I call like the grab and go gal, right? That's kind of me. Like, I love these. Um, <laughs> uh, that's me. That's always been me. I have I've never been very regimented about about my meditation practice. It has been like mm-hmm. more. It's been more of me listening to that voice going, Katie, go meditate. You need a timeout, Katie. <laughs> go get quiet, right? You need to go on a drive. Right. You need to go on a walk. You need to just lock yourself in your room right now and let the kids pound on the door and just breathe for ten seconds. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So that's a grab and go gal, which is like, you know, you need something 
And so you, you know, my listeners will go to, you know, any one of my podcasts and they'll just scroll through and be like, what am I feeling right now? What do I need? Right. I need that one on forgiveness. I need this one on um, calming my mind. I need this one on um, overflowing with gratitude. That's what I'm feeling or that's what I want to feel. Right. Like that's and I think that's a lot of us, really. And then there's also the person who's just like timid, like I don't I don't know how to meditate and therefore I am scared to even start because I feel like it needs to be perfect. So Mm -hmm. I say all that because, you know, basically there's a gazillion different types of ways to meditate and all of them are fine. (laughs) And (laughs) you can change. Like I have definitely been through seasons where I've been more structured and I've had a certain type of, you know, for a couple of years I had like an early morning journaling and meditation practice where, you know, every morning I would sort of journal for 10, 15 minutes. And then I would just sit in silence for 10 or 15 minutes. And that worked really well for me for some time. And then it just didn't. And then it was more like, hey, when can I get some time to just breathe here? So um, so there's just, you know, it's, I love guided meditations because they feel to me like an easy way to start, whether you're brand new to meditation or you've been out of practice for a while, or you're just sick of, you sort of need something different rather than setting your timer for 10 minutes and just sitting in silence, right? Um, So I love guided meditations because they're much like a, you know, like a pre-recorded workout or having a trainer. It's like, I don't have to think, just press play and let me follow your guidance and I'll, I'll be fine. Exactly. Well, I completely agree with you because I think when I started on this journey a very long time ago, I was like, oh, meditation is sit in silence after yoga practice. And I was like, oh my God, this is torture. And then I discovered guided meditation. I'm like, oh, this is lovely. And like to hear the ones that you put together, you've got this amazing music and nature sounds, plus your voice is so soothing and so (laughs) lovely. And um, if I didn't know you, I'd still love it because I love, because I know you, I love it even more. I love it. Um, Yeah. But it's like, you know, I remember I asked my friend Christy uh, before the half marathon, I said, Christy, make me love running. She's a (laughs) marathon runner. She travels all around the United States and runs marathons like every weekend. Mm -hmm. She's one of those people. I said, Christy, make me love running. And she's like, it's all about the playlist. And I was like, oh, so if I can cultivate the best playlist where every single song is amazing, then I can do this. And it's the same with when I hear guided meditation, if it's about, and all of your topics are incredible, but you've got specific topic-based meditations, whether we want to manifest something or whether we just want some more calm and peace, whatever it is, um, you've got a topic, you've got something that we can focus on. And so whether we are trying to relax or manifest money or manifest true love, like you've got something for that. Maybe we just want more confidence in ourselves. You've got something for that. And that is like, that's my version of the running playlist. It's like you cultivate a playlist of these guided meditations that have meaning for you. Cause I'll listen to the same ones over and over. I'm like, Oh, that's that's, that one is good for me. Yeah. And then some I'll skip because I'm like, oh, that doesn't quite resonate. Yeah. And that's perfect. Yeah. And they're meant to be like this giant library of them that you go and pick and choose anyone that you want at any given moment. And exactly what you said is exactly how I am a practitioner of guided meditations too. Like that's how I approach it. Like I literally probably listen to the same five meditations. It, I use them a lot to go to sleep. So I will listen to the same five meditations from the same, you know, five teachers for probably six years now. <laughs> and, um, and that's the way a lot of my listeners listen to is they have like their, you know, dozen favorites and they're listening to them every single night or they, um, you know, they just, they, ha- they're making playlists of their own, you know, and all their different favorites of different themes and stuff. So yeah, it's meant to be that way. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Do you listen to your own? 
It's so funny you ask that. Um, at first, I did not. And um, a couple of years ago, I started a practice with my then, how old was she then when we started? Four-year-old, now six-year-old, um, that we listen every night. So, And we still do this. I mean, we've been in and out of uh, out of times that we, of course, do not do it perfectly every night. But for a long, for quite a while now, I will put my three-year-old to bed and we know she knows like, okay, we're going to listen to meditation. And we listen to one of mine and it's, you know, it'll be 10 minutes and it puts her, it doesn't always put her right to sleep, but like it definitely calms her down. So she's ready to sleep. And it's beautiful because I'm able to have this one-on-one time with her and I get to love up on her and just kiss on her and everything. Tell her good night. And I love her. She's amazing. And then she goes to bed, go out and do the same with my six-year-old. And then she goes to bed a little while later. So yeah, in that respect, I do. And it's actually my final QC, my, you know, my quality control. I have a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of different layer, layers of quality control to make sure that, you know, the final product going out is like amazing and, you know, mind-blowing. And it's actually always my final point of quality control where I could be like, oh man, that was that one was really good. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, that, you know, that was really good, but I'm going to tell him to use a different kind of music for the next one or something like that. So yeah, I do. I do listen to them. I think it's really cool um, because I listen to yours, but I listen to my own as well. Mm-hmm. So Susie and I did a bunch of meditations when we started Food Heals. And then, um, you know, I'm an editor, so I know how to put all of these together. So I have my own meditations. I have uploaded a few to YouTube and I will just play them. Maybe one day I'll make them like public for everyone, but I'll just play them because then it's my voice yeah. telling me what a fucking badass I am. Yes. And sometimes I forget. So I have to remember. And like when it's your own voice, I think it's really powerful. So if you start listening to these meditations that Katie creates, think about like, what can I create customized for myself? And all you have to do, it's so easy these days to, there's like so much free editing software out there. You can just slap together some music that you like, and it doesn't even have to be royalty free if it's just for you, right? Like it could be anything (laughs) and put some nature and talk to yourself and be your most loving self to yourself. And you could create that. And I think that's something really powerful people can do as well. You know, if you want to go next level with that. But of course, I want them to go to womensmeditationnetwork.com and download yours because they are the best. But I'm just saying like, it is cool. And I think it's great that you listen to your own, especially with your kids, because imagine like how you're creating those little beings in their own, you know, while they sleep, they're hearing all these beautiful mantras from mom, which is what's more powerful than that. Yeah, truly. I ask, I ask them what they want. So, um, you know, Sedona, my oldest, I was meditating with her the other night. And I was like, hey, what kind of meditation do you want? She's like, I mean, one where like I'm in the stars and you know, I'm floating in Aww. space. I was like, okay, cool. So like I wrote that one and it'll come out next month and I'll be able to listen to it with her and be like, hey, I created this one for you. So I'm I'm always thinking about like what what do I first of all, it usually is driven from me. Like, what do I need to hear right now in this particular, <laughs> you know, time stamp of emotion that I'm feeling? Or what message do I want to, what words do I want to speak to my daughters? There's a couple different meditations I've written for my, like one is literally called sleep meditation for my daughter. Another one is sleep meditation for girls. Another one is like, you are, uh, what is it? You are whole and perfect just as you are. So there are a lot of these that I'm infusing these beautiful messages that I want to tell my girls. And, uh, and cause I know we're going to listen to them and I know they're going to hear my voice saying it to them in, in a beautiful musical way. And I'm, you know, pretty confident in the fact that a lot of other people would also like to hear those things. 
Yes, exactly. It's like if you are experiencing something, you know that many other people are, especially if it's topical. Mm -hmm. And then same with the kids. It's like, I'm sure as whatever they think of, like, I want to be in the stars, mommy. There's so many other kids that would resonate with that as well because these concepts are super universal. All right. To listen to the full episode with Katie, go back to episode 360 of Food Heals. Food Heals Nation, let's talk about Shilajit. Have you heard of it? I've talked about it a few times on this podcast. Well, I got my shipment and oh my God, this stuff is cool. I mean, first of all, it's a superfood substance that's harvested from the rocks of the Himalayan mountains. So it's got that cool factor, I just have to say. It's got a crazy amount of trace minerals antioxidants, organic acids, and nutrient transporting compounds. It's been used throughout history to boost vitality and strength. So I got the gummies and you just pop them in your mouth and you chew. And historically, shilajit tastes really bad. Okay. I'm not going to lie. That's why I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Well, Organifi figured it out because it's manageable. I can chew it. I can swallow it. We're good. Um, And then I get all the nutrition that I need without being like, oh God, I have to go gag right now. (laughs) They made it taste good enough to swallow. And that's all I need because I want to get my nutrition in, but I know it's hard when things don't taste good. And so thank you Organifi for getting it right. So why is Shilajit so cool? Well, it takes thousands, if not millions of years for it to form. It's a combination of plant matter, organic substances, and pure rainwater. And it gathers between the layers of porous rocks. And then between sunlight and time passing, this material seeps from the rock. And it's this pure concentrated nutrient resin. It's just pure nutrients. And then they harvest it right? From the Himalayas. And then they send it to us. I mean, this is freaking amazing. Like that we can get these superfoods from the Himalayas, ingest them. And it's just such a great tool for our healing toolbox. So if you want to try it, go to OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals. You can get your Shilajit and all my other favorites from Organifi that I always chat about on this podcast. And you can get 20% off using my discount code Food Heals. Again, it's all over at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals. Try it out and let me know what you think. Next up, we're talking to John Lee Dumas about how to reach your goal in 100 days. Roll it, Roxy. All right, so let's get into the Freedom Journal. So this is about accomplishing your goal in 100 days. So I know that one of the things that you did to kind of test your own process was you set a goal to lose 10 pounds. Can you tell us about what that process looked like? Yeah, so for me, like I've never been overweight, but I've never really spent a lot of time in what I consider my optimal weight. You know, I've always just kind of been a little just uh, above that. And and looking at like what my goals were in life, actually, it was um, saying, hey, I want to actually get down to 11% body fat. So I am a, a big believer, as I know most people in health and fitness are, and, and really focusing more on the body fat percentage than just the pounds alone. Because, you know, with water weight and with this and with that, I mean, that can really fluctuate a lot. So I definitely did have a 10 pound weight loss, but it was tied to a body fat percentage as well. That's and- good to know. And that's a good point because you can you're like, why didn't I lose 10 pounds? I only lost five, but I gained all this muscle and I'm looking mm-hmm. good. So it's really hard to calculate. So I like the fat loss, in, uh, you know, component. 
yeah, I wanted to tie that in. So I wanted to, to make that a, a really a combo goal. And, and that was huge. And for me, you know, I wanted to be accountable because that was kind of my thing. You know, I'd be like, oh, you know, there's, you know, uh, an Obani right there. You know, I'm going to go grab a yogurt real quick. And, you know, I would just eat it and I wouldn't think about it. And that was kind of really hurting my overall long-term goals. But when you have something like the Freedom Journal, like I made it the goal to have it be my accountability partner. Therefore, I was going to write down what I was eating day to day. So like when I looked back over my day and I'm like, okay, well, you did have this and that. That's really not what you want to be putting in your body right now, you know, during this big push, you know, to drop, you know, 10 pounds and two and a half percent body fat. Like, that's not going to help you get to those goals where before it just, you know, you can, you can, you can kind of easily forget about that little snack that you had during the day. So for me, the accountability part was huge and I just really wanted to have that journal on my desk, just sitting there glowing at me, you know, with that great gold glow that you ladies know so well. It does you right glow. There. It's literally glowing. <laughs> it really in the does. Sun, the sunlight's coming through the window and it's glowing. It's gorgeous. I, this is the first time I've seen it in person and it's got gilded edges, which is just really lovely. Yeah, and gold It really pages. is glowing. It's ridiculously yeah. cool. Thank you. Yeah, you can't you can't say it's yellow. It's definitely gold. Yeah. I mean, I want to be like black and yellow, black and yellow, but no. It's gold, it's gold. How about and black, black and gold, black and gold. That's a song. Come on. That is it totally is. good. That's your theme. Problem song. is I can say black and yellow, black, but I can't sing like you. So that's oh, I right. beg to differ. I have seen you at karaoke, okay? Oh I, I just story. <laughs> So well, wasn't that when I was doing I like big butts and I cannot cannot lie. Lie. Yeah, that's fabulous. <laughs> and you are that is all on video, man. That's amazing. All video. Yeah. All video. <laughs> Look, Susie, I have to tell you, I know I, I've told you about the podcast cruise before, but it was not I You didn't to, share that. I have been to six conferences this year and there was nothing like that podcast cruise. We're literally getting down and dirty with like all the people that we admire, all our teachers, all the people that, you know, we follow and, and we're like, Oh, I want to learn from them. And then you're like besties with them karaoke and, and then they're singing and big butts with them yeah they're singing big <laughs> butts <laughs> love it that's intimacy right there yeah it yes that is best fabulous okay we digress um so well how did you set your goals and really get to that goal with the losing 10 pounds and the reducing the body fat so with the Freedom Journal, what I love is that and I kind of mentioned this to you actually when you purchase your Freedom Journals at the conferences you don't have to just say like, I need a hundred day goal to start the Freedom Journal because what I did is I broke it down into 10, 10 day sprints. Mm -hmm. So every 10 days you can set a new micro goal to accomplish your overall goal. And again, my overall goal for the full 100 days is to get down to 11% body fat. So my 10 day sprint was okay. I said, Hey, now I want to start off right. You know, I want to go on a nice clean cleanse. So I want to, the first 10 days, I want to drop 10 pounds and two and a half percent body fat in, in, these, in these first 10 days. So that was kind of like during my cleanse. And then I was going to kind of ease for the next 90 days into kind of more manageable and long-term and sustainable goals. So for those first 10 days, it was just really focused. I'd wake up, you know, you start the day off with what you're grateful for. So you start off with abundance and just something really nice to say about somebody, something. And then you say, okay, my main focus for today is, and I would write down what that main focus was. I'm saying, hey, this is my main focus for today. Like I'm going to eat this, this, and this, these types of foods. I'm going to exercise for this long. You know, I'm going to make sure that I do, you know, all these things, get my 10,000 steps in so that I, by the end of the day, and we get to our nightly recap, I can look back and say, hey, I accomplished these mini goals that I set intraday. So that was really big for me for those first 10 days, for that first 10 day sprint. 
which was again all about losing 10 pounds and two and a half percent body fats to get to my overall goal 90 days later which was you know which is to get down to 11 percent body fat so john can you talk a little bit about smart goals and what the acronym smart really means so smart goals are key because so many people just get this wrong from the very beginning and they wonder why they don't accomplish goals because if you're not setting a smart goal, then there's no, there's no, should be no surprise that you're not accomplishing it because you need these five attributes to make the goal real and to make it uh, actually a goal that is attainable. So I'll kind of break down those five acronyms and attainable is one of those words. But if you want to set a smart goal, it's S for specific, M for measurable, a for attainable, R for relevant, and T for time bound. So to kind of break through that, a lot of people will just say, hey, I want to lose weight. And okay, we all want to lose weight. Most of us do. But why do so few of us actually lose weight? Because we don't set a SMART goal. So specific. Yes, that is specific. You want to lose weight. Is it measurable? No, you got to set something to measure, to measure it by. What does even success look like? Well, I want to lose two pounds and two and a half percent body fat. Is it attainable? Yes, I know it's attainable. Like I know it, my, you know, when I started that that was an attainable goal to set. Is it relevant? Well, yes, it is relevant for me because I want to look better, feel better, have more energy. Is it time bound? Yes. Thanks to the Freedom Journal, your goals will always be time bound, pushing you forward. So that's your smart goal. Yeah. And I like the last one because I don't remember who said it at the podcast cruise, but it always stuck with me. It might have been you. It might have been someone else, but it was if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And yeah. that's the epitome of why the Freedom Journal works. And I'm saying that and I haven't started it yet, but this is why I believe it works because not only are you you're your own accountability partner, but you are making that plan that you then have to stick to and you're accountable for writing every morning and every night. Every morning, every single night. And I do love that quote. And um, I'm sure one of us amazing speakers yeah. said that quote at some point on the cruise. Someone or said it. I don't remember. Over some brewskis. I don't remember what it was, but whatever it was, um, it was great. And, and I'm also, I want to add to that. Parkinson's law, which is tasks will expand to the time allotted. So if you don't allot a specific amount of time, your task is going to expand into infinity. Like you have to set that goal. Oh, I love that. I just had a flash of what was that character from Toy Story? To infinity and, and beyond. beyond. Susie's <laughs> <laughs> the comic, really. Yeah. The comedic, That's really. Me. That's why I love her. But it flashed in and I was like, that's true, though. If you don't, Give yourself, a, you know, I've, I personally have goals. I was like, yeah, I want to do that. But I haven't set a time to it. And it does. It stretches to infinity and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another acronym. I'm obsessed with these now. And I know I learned this one from you guys. Um, <laughs> you and Kay always talk about focus. Can you please break that one down? Focus is follow one course until success. And, and that's a huge problem with a lot of people. Oh, they don't follow that one course. It is my problem, number one. I got so many things going on at all times. I'm like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and nothing gets done, right? <laughs> so I love that one. I have to tell it to myself every day. But break it down a little for our listeners. So with focus, it's so key because, you know, a lot of us, again, and going back to what you said, you do a little bit of this, you do a little bit of that. If you instead just really just genuinely focus all of your effort, all of your energy on that one task and just knock it out, you're actually going to complete it. And that's the problem is so few people ever complete things. They have all of these 
you know, half completed, three qu- quarters completed uh, tasks and projects all across the board. And it's just, you know, it's like a battlefield um, post, post battle. And it's just really sad. Now, I will say nobody's perfect. I mean, believe me, I, you open up my Kindle right now. I got books that are 67% done, 81, 39. I mean, I'm all over the book with books because, you know, sometimes I just lose momentum and I don't finish them. JLD, uh, you're not perfect. On. Like, I'm you're like perfect. one of us. I'm like one of everybody. <laughs> oh my God. It makes us feel so much better. <laughs> and, but when it comes to actual projects that I have, I'm like, I'm going to dedicate all of this time, all this energy, this block to just doing this until it's done. And then I make that happen. And so again, instead of just, just starting things and just kind of leaving that open loop and that messes with our heads too. Like we don't like open loops as human beings. Like we like to close loops. You know, that's why you'll see a lot of great copywriters, you know, they'll, they'll open, they'll open up loop number one. They'll be like, you know, the top three reasons, you know, for, you know, that people die early is, you know, one, number two. And before I tell you number three, let me tell you about this. And they'll open up a second loop. And then before they close that first loop, they open up, they'll have opened up a second loop so that when they close that first loop, you're still stuck and you're going next thing you're like, I just read this whole article. I don't even know how. Like, I just wanted to know the first wow, thing. Wow, that is so but, true. It's like it's unbelievable. Like <laughs> Trickery. <laughs> <laughs> no, I t- JLD, I got your email from this morning, your, what do you call that? Your newsletter? Not your newsletter, but your emails to your to your fans. Yeah talking about your new house and how you went through room by room and it was it was daunting there was so much to do and planning and building and and delegating tasks and it was so relevant to me because I did the same I read I remodeled my house and I left a lot of things unfinished and just because it was overwhelming and and that's the same kind of tactic that you're talking about whereas comple- completion you know make a list of what you need to do and then finish it it was so relevant to me um, makes a lot of sense. It weighs it's on your- our mind. It adds to our stress. And then we don't let go of that. It's always in the back of our head somewhere. And then we can't be clear-headed and as it's creative a yeah. Yeah, as we could Yeah, be. and it just feels so good. Like when you can be like, I just wrap this up with a bow and I'm done. Like, you know, think back like when you were actually wrapping presents, you know, back during Christmas. And, you know, like when you put that bow on, you tied it tight and you, you stuck that little ribbon on and that, you know, to mom, you know, love John, like whatever it was. Like, you're like, wow, like this is complete. And you place it under the tree and like it's done. Like it doesn't feel great to half wrap a present and like leave it laying around the house. I mean, we want to complete what we start. Absolutely. And I feel like, one example of this is just getting started with Susie and I starting this podcast. And we totally credit you listening to the free podcast course that you offer on iTunes and going, okay, step whoop. by step, what? Do, yeah, whoop. You can whoop. whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it was the step by step process that we followed and we took. And the podcast will never be complete because it's ongoing. But once we got through the two months of new and noteworthy, using your tactics, using our own marketing tactics, because I was already a former video production and I still am and marketer as well. Um, putting this all together, once we got through the eight weeks, I was like, finish one course until complete, uh, you know, success. That was done and that felt amazing. Mm, so good. And now it's ongoing, but it's, it's not something that we have to complete. It's just something that we built and now we can continue with. And it's been We huge. built this city. Oh yeah. 
this city on rock and roll. God, you ladies are amazing. <laughs> We're a lot of fun. You have no idea. Susie wasn't at the... Actually, group. I do have a good idea. Well, yeah, you <laughs> met me, but you haven't met Susie yet. If we were both there together, shit would have gone even... I don't even know. It's actually good she wasn't there because I kept myself in check. Well, not the first. There you saying I'm a bad influence? There was a couple of nights where I was in check and a couple lights, nights I was not... Yeah, my husband was like, you need to calm down. Yeah, you don't need any influence um, from me. You were fitting in when you were not in check because none of us were. <laughs> That's true. At least She's I wasn't fun. alone. Allie's fun. I'm a little bit of fun. So is Susie. So is John. All right. So um, I really want to talk about one other thing that really um, hit me with the Freedom Journal that's so important to what Susie and I love to talk about because I already do this and I don't do it every day, but I try to do it as much as possible. I try to do it in traffic. I try to do it when I wake up. Having an attitude of gratitude. So in the Freedom Journal, that's something that you have to do every day. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why you included that? To me, I just love the mentality of saying, hey, what is the first thing that I'm actually going to be intentional about today? And if that first thing that you're intentional about doing that day is seeing something that you're grateful for, I mean, what a great way to start the day. What a great foot to start off on. And is, is, you know, there's only one way you're going to go from there, and that's up because you started that momentum going forward. It's going to take a lot to now reverse that momentum and get you going the other way. So by starting off with just something that you're grateful for, and that's the very first thing we have in the day of the Freedom Journal is I am grateful for and just write, like whatever it might be. Like, and it's hopefully going to change intraday and you challenge yourself over those 100 days and you can look back and say, man, what was I grateful for? Like, you know, 50 days ago, you know, a month and a half ago, and you can go back and look at that day and be like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, I, I almost forgot that I was grateful, you know, that, you know, I got to, to speak to my grandmother that day. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, I, I remember that. And maybe I'm going to give her another call now. And so, I mean, just kind of being intentional about how you start your day can really set the trend for the rest of your day. It truly does because everyone knows those mornings when they wake up and they check their email and they're angry. Ah, this person I have to deal with, this client, this blah, blah, blah. And then the rest of your day is set up that way. If you start it with love for everything you have in your life, for everyone you have in your life, it changes your day. And I know this so well. And I, when I work on it, I'm thriving. And when I don't and I fall off the wagon, let's say, I'm not thriving and it's like cars are cutting you off and then people are calling and bothering you like everything you don't want is coming to fruition. So let's use our minds to get us what we do want by starting with gratitude and then mm. going, what does the universe have in store for me? What wonderful things does the universe have in store for me today? Right. right? All right. I know we're getting close on time, but I would love to get one listener question in. This is from Mandy Rimpow. Mandy, I hope I'm saying your name right. I apologize. I think that's right. Rimpau, P-A-U. Okay. So she asked, John, can I set more than one goal in the 100 days? Like what if I have a personal goal of exercising more and eating better to lose weight and a professional goal of editing and posting my YouTube series? So can you do it all at once? You, you, Okay, so this is the thing. I'm going to qualify this is that you really want to have one overarching goal. And you know, and to my mind, in my mind, like that YouTube series, like that is the big domino that's going to really knock over that chain reaction of awesome for her. So I would really be focusing on that as the overarching 100 day goal. Now, with that being said, that health and fitness goal, that needs to be part of every single day of our lives for the rest of our lives. I mean, when you're eating right, when you're sleeping right, when you're exercising daily, 
you're just a better overall human being. Yes. Like you're just happier, you're more energized, all of the above. So that needs to be part of your regular stuff. So you can utilize the Freedom Journal. And I, you know, as I'm kind of pulling it up right now, you know, what is it right here? My number one focus today is, and then boom, you write, you're going to write that, which is going to be focused on, you know, what the YouTube show is. But then a couple uh, blocks down, it says, by the end of today, I will have accomplished. And you're going to write down a few things that you will have accomplished, but also in that can be, I will have accomplished a 30 minute exercise. I will have accomplished eating, um, you know, five servings of vegetables. I will have accomplished X, Y, or Z. That's going to be also having you accomplish your fitness and nutrition goals simultaneously. So your overarching focus is going to be that one focus, but you can and should be working these micro goals and these mini day-to-day accountability uh, tabs within the Freedom Journal for health, for fitness, and for sleep. I love that. And what do you recommend if someone, you know, that there's one day where they don't accomplish any of their intended task because something comes up. How do we not beat ourselves up and continue to move forward and not give up on our 100-day goal when we fall off a little bit? This is an easy thing to do. And this is something that I had to do from time to time because like everybody else, I'm human. You just look in the mirror and you say, I am a human. And, he, and this is what we do. <laughs> we fail. We make mistakes. We struggle. We have obstacles. We have challenges. Like there's no such thing as being happy if you're not sad. Like there's no such thing as achieving success if you haven't achieved failure. You're like you need those things to, to balance each other out. Like you need both ends of the spectrum. If there is no spectrum, then there's nothing. Yeah, you, know? so you actually wouldn't know if you had life. success. If you, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but- uh, you actually wouldn't know if you had success until you've had failure. You can't. You wouldn't know it. it. Yeah. JLD, that was deep. I really appreciate that. Boom. Thank you. Boom. <laughs> Dropping it. To listen to the full episode with JLD, go back to episode one sixteen of Food Heals. Well, Food Heals Nation, it's twenty twenty four. I hope you're enjoying these stories and they're helping kind of like kickstart your goals. That was really my goal with this and. One of my goals recently was to finish an ebook for you, and I did it over the holiday break. So I'm really proud of myself. Um, it is so comprehensive. I poured my heart and soul into it, and I made it for you if you are ready for 2024 to be the year where you drop the body shame, you stop the food cravings, you stop the binge eating or the controlling eating, and you lose the weight for good. And last year, I lost 25 pounds. And I'm not going to lie, it feels fantastic just to be lighter. And I already considered myself healthy, but I was holding on to something, right? And so in the ebook, it's called The Food Freedom Formula, The Manifestation Method to Crush Cravings, Banish Body Shame, and End Emotional Eating for Good. I really go through step-by-step what to do, every healing tool that I used and continue to use. This is not something that we're never done, right? I still have to write and burn. I still do my journaling. I'm still always going to be on a healing journey, but I'm not always still going to be trying to lose 20 pounds. And that is the difference. So if that resonates with you, I would love for you to check it out. Um, right now, you can get the book. It's at foodhealsnation.com slash freedom. Um, my Instagram friends, you can also get it at my link in bio at Allison Melody 
TV. It's on sale for the month of January. I just wanted to make it cheap and easy and accessible for you if you are ready to take these steps in 2024. So let me tell you more about it. You know, they say it takes 21 days for a new habit to form. And so that's why I made the book something that you read for three weeks. So you take it one week at a time and you have new practices to start incorporating into your routine. So by the end of 21 days, you have new knowledge and new habits, right? And then you can take them with you um, because we're not going to lose 25 pounds in 21 days. We're not going to lose 25 pounds in three weeks, but what we will do is set ourselves up for success to do that within a short amount of time before next year at this time, right? And this is a proven framework. I've worked with my clients on this. I've taught many of these practices at events. Um, I've done group coaching programs where we all did this together. So this is the ebook that ties it all together. You know, these are some of the programs that I've charged sometimes hundreds of dollars for when it was in a group coaching situation or thousands of dollars for when it was one-on-one and I just put it in a book. And it's very inexpensive and you can read it 20 times if you need to. Like if you're like me, I go back and read chapters every month of my favorite books because I get something new out of it every time I read it. Remember, that's what James um, Whitaker was talking about on the last episode about rereading Think and Grow Rich because you could read it one month and then six months later read it in a different way, see something new, or be able to go to the next step you couldn't go to before because you needed those six months to grow and to practice, right? And so this is that book for you. That's what I wanted to create. And it's that book for me um, because I still go back and do my practices in order to maintain and sustain where I am and keep moving myself up like the emotional healing ladder because things are always going to come at us. Things are always going to come up for us. And so it's how we handle it every single time. And I don't know about you, but I want to get better and better at it. And as we get better and better at it, we like delete those emotional triggers that cause us to go open the fridge, right? That cause us to binge eat or emotional eat because we know what that is. I've talked about this before. I'll do an entire episode on this, but when we're binge eating or emotional eating or not eating or trying to control our emotions through food, we're just trying to not feel a feeling that we don't want to feel. And once you hear that and recognize that, you'll start to see that as a pattern. You're like, oh my God, I just walked to the fridge. Why? Oh, because I didn't want to deal with that text message that just came in, or I didn't want to deal with that work task that I have to do. Instead, I'm avoiding a feeling I don't want to feel. So the answer is simple. We have to feel the feelings. And yeah, sometimes that sucks, but oh my God, feel them and move on. You don't have to do this every day. You get to feel them a couple of times, then you get to feel better. And then you get to lose weight because you've released what it is you were holding on to energetically and the weight starts to fall off. And that's what the book is about. And it really combines healing tools and practices with manifestation and all the things we've been talking about on this New Year's series, right? Creating the life that we want. And the best way to do it is to have a proven framework, take a path that already works. We don't have to walk this path from the beginning and go, I got to figure it out and listen to a bunch of podcasts and read a bunch of articles and create my own plan. Here's the plan, right? Here's the code. I know this works. Worked on me. It's worked on a lot of people I've worked with. And it feels good. 
it feels really, really good when you have the tools and you just get to put them into practice and you just get to explore why am I doing the things I'm doing? And then when you realize the why, you're empowered to make the change. So you get to make changes from a place of empowerment, not from shame, not because I have to, right? And that's the difference. So it's going to help you shift this mindset. It's really, really going to help you have a tool that you can reach for in your toolbox instead of reaching for the food or the fridge. It's going to make such a huge difference. So maybe you've been a yo-yo dieter most of your life. Maybe you feel shame when you look in the mirror. I got to tell you, that one resonated so hardcore with me. And I was still healthy and I was looking at myself with shame. And that's so sad. I don't want to be that. And I'm not anymore. And not just because I lost the 25 pounds, but boy, did that help. But because I did the emotional work behind the food triggers, behind the emotional triggers that were driving me to food, even though it was healthy vegan food, right? Even though I'd done the, the, the physical work and I work out and I was doing the, eating the good healthy foods, still eating too much of it, right? So no matter how healthy your diet is, you can still do it. I don't want to say wrong because nothing we do is wrong, but you can still do it, um, not in the best interest of your body, mind, and spirit. How about I say it that way? Um, But I don't feel that shame anymore. And it's such a weight lifted. I can't even describe it to you. But the physical weight lifts the emotional weight and the emotional weight lifts the physical weight. So these things really do work hand in hand. So if you've ever found yourself using food as reward or distraction, if you feel like you've tried everything to lose the weight, if you feel shame around the food that you are eating, if you are knowingly feeding your feelings with food and then experiencing the guilt and the shame and the self-judgment that comes with that, all of these things are what the book addresses and helps you with grace and ease, make simple, loving changes. This is not a boot camp. There is nothing hard, hardcore in here. If that's what you're looking for, I can point you in the right direction. That's not this. This is gentle, loving, but also it works if you do the work. Your success is inevitable if you do the work. I'm still doing the work. And a year ago in January, I was three months in and feeling great. So I think it's more like from January 2024, as I record this, it was more like since October of 2022. So I'll say about a year and three months putting these processes into practice, like it's my job, like it's not optional. And so the book goes over so many things like the most effective healing tools for your emotional healing toolbox, a process for identifying and shifting and changing your core misbeliefs around your body, how to stop overeating, stop stress eating, and stop emotional eating for good. I teach you the exact healing meditations. You get access to my meditations that I use that have changed my life. You get access to the tools and processes that I've used to completely not only transform my body, but love my body, appreciate my body, touch my body with love, not in that way, ladies, touch my body with love and go, oh my God, this body is amazing. Not, oh, this body is shameful. And that feels so, so good. So 
We've got one more episode in this series that's all about creating and manifesting the life that we desire. And then I'm going to get more into some emotional eating and some healing tools and practices for that. Because my goal for you, if this is your goal, is to stop doing that shit in 2024. Let's transform it. I've done it. My clients, friends, and family members have done it. And I know you can do it too. And it's not a boot camp. It's a book. So you get to read it in your own time. You're not spending tens of thousands of dollars on a mentor. It's an ebook that you get to read in your own time and you get to implement these practices in your own time. And if you follow it week by week in three weeks, you'll be finished with the book. If you want to go faster, you can. If you want to go slower, you can. I do recommend doing it week by week, three weeks, and then seeing where you're at and then going back to the practices that resonate with you and incorporating them into your daily, weekly, and monthly routine routines as you see fit. So again, that's all over at foodhealsnation.com slash freedom and my Instagram friends. You can get it at my link in bio at Allison Melody TV. And again, it's on sale for the month of January. That's my gift to you. Happy New Year, Food Heals Nation, and cheers to the best year of your life. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.